Hi guys, welcome back to the F101 podcast. We're your hosts, Brandon and Olivia. Before we unpack everything about the Monza Grand Prix, the bingo foretold again. Everything you want in a in a Monza weekend, we got more or less, with the exception of you did not have finishing under a safety car on there, but everything else it was the full. I did not. The full Monza experience. We have lockups into turn one. What else do we have? Side by side overtakes on Curva Grande. All of it. Out of the nine options you can possibly have in a race, I've I missed two. Bowing down before the Tifosi. <laughs> Um, I'm going to have to start, you know, gambling. I'm going to start like, you know, making small, small bets here and there. Just, you know, downloading some apps because I, I, I can make, yeah. I can make some real money. We need this. a new stroller, Olivia. You know what <laughs> we need is more people giving us a dollar, donating to the podcast before I start this gambling addiction because it's a slippery slope. <laughs> I, I could be, I could be making some That's real good. money here. We're gonna need a nest egg to play. Yeah, give us those dollars, and uh, if we do well at the slots, we'll or at the sports book, we'll. No, it's keep we'll me kick away some interest from the slots. Your way. Oh, People okay. Keep me away from the slots. Yeah, I don't think that's how gambling addiction works, but. Well, clearly, I don't know yet. I'll tell you <laughs> once I'm like in the thick of it. Once I'm texting, you know, DraftKings. Yeah. <laughs> customer service. Where's my money? Um, yeah. So if you haven't already, check out our. Instagram page at F1101 podcast for all the things that I'm posting, all the conversations we're having all week long. And uh, yeah, there's an option to donate support and it's it's actually very helpful. So we appreciate any uh, any support in that way, those ways. All right, Olivia. Yeah. Monza, what, what mm-hmm. do you think? Top line reactions. So because I had a lot of these predictions and they all of them make, made good, I'm feeling very satisfied. <laughs> I'm feeling like, okay, so I've the thing the things that I think can happen have kind of happened, but there was some really unexpected moments and some controversy. There was. All right. So, do you have a top moment from In this the, race so far? There was a lot of retirements. Surprisingly. A lot of mechanical failures. Do you think Alonso is second guessing his choice? after a double DNF for Aston Martin, that he is going to move that far down the grid? Well, they did the double DNF, but then, of course, he had to DNF in his Alpine, too. So, <laughs> Just more of the same? Oh, no. It's a little bit throwing, throwing rocks in a glass house there. But, yeah, I mean, Olivia and I were talking uh, yesterday, maybe, about, you know, Alonso is a legend of F1, wins two world titles pretty much right out of the gate with not the best car on the grid at that time. Mm. Um, so there's a really hard-earned titles. And then stays around the sport. I mean, he's, what, he's 41 now. has a, But, you know, in all those years, manages to kind of always go to the wrong place at the wrong time or slightly the wrong place. It's, he's, he's had an enormous amount of bad luck um, compared to his talent uh, to where, you know, in his moment, he's probably the equal on talent with people like Seb and Lewis who kind of had a little bit better fortune in right. terms of being in the right team at the right time or able to, to really win more. never been in a bad team. There was just a good team that was in a hard year or two. And uh, so I think it makes it harder to really put a lot of blame on him. The McLaren was pretty bad when he was with McLaren. That was, they was pretty far from the front. 
Yeah. When he was like with like uh, what's the name? Stoffel Van Dorn. Those were they weren't up there. (laughs) That that was that was tough. That's true. That's true. And also the second time he was with Reno, they were not really in the mix at all. All right, so it is more his fault. It's I'm, his, I'm no, trying, he's made to, a lot of bad decisions, and here we are moving from the fourth fastest car to the ninth. But in any case, um, they're paying him more money, so there's always that. Multi-year deal. I guess, you know, you have to, whatever your priorities are. <laughs> uh, all right. The race. The race. Okay, so maybe let's, let's start with a quick lead-in. Yeah. Ferrari looks... Okay, going in, well, we'll lead into the lead-in. Mon's the highest average speed. Mm-hmm. Basically, the track consists of three or four what are essentially straights. I mean, even Curva Grande is so flat out that it's almost like an arcing straight. Uh, and then you smash into three different chicanes. So it's top speed, slam into a chicane, get back you know, up to gear eight, slam into another chicane. And then there's, you know, a couple other sort of more regular corners and parabolic is a, you know, fairly high speed corner. So it has a clear theme of like what it's about, like a a very established track identity. And because it's so top speed reliant, you know, that screams Red Bull advantage. Totally. But then you saw something interesting on Saturday, which is that the Ferraris were fast. Leclerc gets on pole again. The eighth pole of the season, matched only by another Ferrari driver, which was Michael Schumacher. So this is, you know, if we're going so, into statistic territory, this is a this is a really high and impressive. Statistic. Okay, so Leclerc is beating Max on qualifying this yes. year, by some margin. Some. Yeah, okay, some. I forget. We we don't know how many poles. Uh, Max yeah, has. for whatever reason, less than eight. Is not his thing. Uh, yeah, although he's yeah he's certainly had a few. But okay, so Leclerc qualifies well. And the one thing about a track that's with so many straights is that it's less downforce reliant. Downforce, which slams your car into the ground, helps you handle through the turns, things like that. Um, But it does typically shear, you know, creates a little more drag and and it robs the, the pure top speed on a straight a little bit. So like many things with car setup, there's a little bit of a trade off here. So even though the Red Bull's super fast on the straight, as seen in Spa and other places, they were noticing on Saturday that Red Bull was using a more substantial wing than the Ferrari. So everyone's like, they kind of trim their wings down to the narrowest within within the regulations because they want to reduce drag. They don't need the downforce for this track. They just want that top speed. Ferrari goes with that approach, approach which is the standard thinking for a Monza setup, gets the pole. Max still fast, you know, still finishing second on on his time, uh, but with a slightly bigger wing. And they say, okay, well, this obviously wasn't set up for pure one lap pace, but does it provide them some advantage in a race circumstance? Right. So they were taking the gamble, the Sunday gamble. That's right. Right, they're setting up for Sunday, not for Saturday. And given that he was on a five-place grid penalty, you feel like you can play with you have a little more room to play with. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's a, there's a load of grid penalties even after qualifying. There was a lot of confusion about who's actually starting where, and there were some many revised starting grids posted <laughs> online. But 
Eventually, the dust settled. Max started from seventh. Um, Which we all thought, right? How was that? Where was the confusion yeah. in yeah. that? So he started second, five place, good penalty. I mean, even I know that math. Yeah, I, 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 people had him at fourth at one point, which I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, five place penalty, but you start in fourth. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. In any case, let's get to, let's get to the race here. So just just a couple notes off the start, and then I want to highlight one potentially pivotal moment. Lando gets a poor star. Anyway, Max gets up to P2 before, you know, within three or four laps, he's already in second. So it's it's game on. Signs starting from the back. And all this even before DRS is enabled. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So making pretty easy games yeah. so far. Signs all starting from, I don't know, 17th, 18th, way far back is uh, flying through the field. Then on lap 12, Vettel's car bites the dust. He has to pull over for a mechanical retirement, and we get a VSC. His last European race. He had his family out. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's really ending with a, with a kid, whimper and not a bang the here. They had yeah. to see their dad. That's all right. He gets to go home early. Early release. He's, he's, okay, he's everyone not, loves that. Snow day. It's still summer Sundays for him. <laughs> so it comes out the VSC. Now, Monza. The pavement is not particularly abrasive, so it should be a one-stop. And you know what we say about the one-stop, we'll, which we'll get to that soon. You know what we say? I'll believe it when I see it. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's a little early to pit for a one-stop. Yeah, lap uh, 12 out of 50. You're really, you're really gonna, you're really gonna dip, you know, be asking a lot out of your second stint, but, you know, it is a cheaper pit stop. So on lap 13, Leclerc pits. Pivotal moment, right? Yeah. Gives Max And he has a good pit stop, like Mm -hmm. 2.4 or something. Leclerc pits, Max stays out. So the question is, did they, who is benefited from this, you know, the two lead cars split their strategies. Who played it right? It's not obvious. Did you have a feeling at the time? Because I, I had no idea. I was like, I don't know. Someone's going to benefit from this, and I don't know who yet. I didn't have a sense, no. But that someone would be a winner or a loser. I mean, when you really go, to, you know, take a fork in the road and one goes mm-hmm. left and right, you're, you're going to see an outcome. Right. What this does do, though, is it takes away any potential on-track battle because we're switching through strategy. So we we are sort of I my first thought was are we missing an opportunity for Verstappen and Leclerc to go wheel to wheel? Well, in theory, you know, it, it could if Max starts degrading soon and Leclerc catches him on new tires, and then Max has to pit. I mean, it it could have brought them closer, but Max seems very comfortable on his first stint with the softs, and he is able to maintain that first through, you know, well into the 20s in terms of laps. And he looks like, oh, he's really going to make this one-stop work. Yeah, putting a really good distance between them. Whereas it's looking, you know, as time went on in the race, it was looking increasingly likely that Leclerc was, his tires were either going to be trashed at the very end or he'd have to pit against it. Ooh, maybe this played to max. Um... Okay, a few events along the way. Alonso retires on lap 32. Leclerc does pit again on lap 33. 
Hamilton makes a sweet double pass on Curva Grande. These, I'm just kind of looking through my notes here. Mick and Latifi have some spicy battles mm. from the back. And it's looking like it's all coming up max. And then the last big event of the day on lap 47, Ricardo DNFs, which is a bummer. Yeah, this one really did hurt for a lot of reasons. Um, it's the third year in a row that a, the last year's winner DNFs the next year. Really? So I didn't know that. So Leclerc in 2019 won, 2020 DNFed. Pierre, 2021, 2021 DNF'd, and then Ricardo, 2021, won, and then 2022 DNF'd. Okay, so no no repeating. So a max DNF 2023 is, is what, I'm, we'll, what I'm speaking we'll be looking We'll be looking for it. A bummer, Ricardo had did, you know, fairly well. He had made it into Q3. He was on to score points. He might have finished 8th or ninth. beautiful about. start. So, you know, he was really in it. Yeah, it was yeah. going to be more positives than negatives from this weekend for him. Uh, but it doesn't turn out that way. At this point, there's a safety car. They have to get out the crane to get mm -hmm. his car off track. It's unclear how much racing, if any, is going to be at the end. Right, some discussion about maybe red flagging, so you could have a one race, one lap race. Yeah. Everyone goes to pit onto fresh softs. And basically what happens, Bird Mylander takes it home. Just just drives him real smooth, lands, lands the plane, leads the ducks <laughs> into the, uh, what do you take ducks, into the nest? A into the water, into the, into the burrow, uh, bird, flock they, they, birds they to the nest. They go where they go. Just bring them there. Yeah. So they were they right. were led, and there's some there's a lot of there's a lot of noise about this. All right. So Hamilton's already come out. Toto Wolf's already come out. There's Be, been because a if, lot of discussion. If, but you know who cares about none of that is Nick Debris because he's just like. All right. Like yeah. Let's get to let's on. get to Debris. So if they would have raced again, it would have been a little more interesting. Like at Silverstone, where there was just a few laps at the end, and it's you know, do you keep track position or do you want the new tires or Abu Dhabi? But you know, we don't. That's all. That all remained hypothetical, and we didn't get any racing at the end. So. Not that exciting. Max finishes first. His first win in Monza. Yeah, surprised he hasn't won there before. But continues his form. Leclerc, you know, it's not the win, but still at his home Grand Prix, home Grand Prix for the team at least. Second is solid. It's respectable. And Sainz has a lot to be proud of. So as like a team effort, I feel like Ferrari did. Yeah, he their really. Their cleanest, mm -hmm. e you know, easiest Best behavior weekend. Yeah. And on a track where their car maybe wasn't quite as competitive, Mercedes still manages to finish three and five with Lewis starting at P19. So oddly, I feel like none of the top three teams really have that much to complain about. Like they can all feel okay. Well, if you were Hamilton and you ended a car under under a safe under the race under a safety car, you you could complain. I would I one could argue you have a lot to complain about. 
I don't know if he's complaining per se, but there has been comments, like I said. Well, he's he's supposed to want this if he's staying consistent from their position, you know, his stance on the Abu Dhabi thing. But that's the nature of sports. You know, you're wronged in one instance and then the same situation occurs, but you're differently positioned relative to that situation. And all of a sudden, you know, what's right and wrong looks completely different. Do you think that it was a correct decision? I don't know all the ins and outs of this stuff. My my understanding is that they did it by the book, like they followed the rules. It was not an exciting ending for spectators. Yeah. But I guess that this is what they're supposed to do in that situation. I don't like getting a race under a safety car. At the time of the safety car, what was Verstappen's lead gap? 20 seconds? Yeah, some it was 20 ish. It was, some, it it was, was substantial. substantial. It was yeah. substantial. He was He still effect- wins this race on merit totally. And that's I think the point that is really worth making cuz I I have to say it's it's definitely spicy content, but I am not so interested in debating whether or not this should should have been under under safety car or not. The fact that it was the rules that it has, but I think the main point to clarify if people are getting, you know, worked up about it, they're totally within their right to the fact that Max still won, I don't think that should be under investigation or shouldn't be that shouldn't be challenged. It's it's a very clear no, no. victory. And it would have been cool to see him and Leclerc battle at the end, but it's hard to imagine him not still still yeah. winning. Okay, so that's those are those are the front runners. Um, we got Nick DeVries, driver of the day. Did he win driver of the day? Isn't, how sweet is that? It's great. So DeVries Gets his third FP1 practice with mm-hmm. Aston Martin, a team that he has no chance of racing for. You know, they already have their driver's lineup for next season, but obviously another Mercedes customer team. So he gets a practice in the Aston Martin. And then Albon has appendicitis and has to have yeah. a sudden surgery. So he's called in to replace Alex Albon, Albon and Madeline. Madeline, yeah. The, mm-hmm. the, all the other kids cried boohoo because they wanted their appendix. They wanted it, right. Yeah. I hope uh, Alex Albon gets that dollhouse from Papa. <laughs> from Papa. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents out there will know what we're talking about. The rest, you don't need to worry about it. Um, so the only driver since, from, since like the 70s to drive two different for two different teams in the same weekend Yeah. Uh, starts in P8 and finishes P9. Solid two points. Solid two points. Latifi has still not scored uh, points this season. All right. So I forget exactly the, the number, but it was all the different um, Williams drivers and how many races it took for them to score points. Their first <laughs> points. And let's just say it's lo- large numbers. Yeah. It took Albon. Do you remember how many races it took Albon? In the Williams? Yeah. To score a point in the Williams. Uh, it was his third race. He scored in Australia. That's right. So yeah. th- his third race... Nick DeVries is first race. So that was, that's <laughs> okay. a little bit of good, good vibes kind of circulating out there. Um, it, was, it was sweet to see. It was nice. He was... It was really something to feel, to yeah, feel happy about. A little bit of a whirlwind weekend for him, but I think very deserved. And I think this might give Yost some clarity for the 2023 seat. I think AKA so. AKA there could only be one Nick. <laughs> if you got to choose between your Knicks, you go with the one that's giving you points. Yeah. Go with Nick with a Y. I like the, the Nick DeVries and Alex Albon 
driver team, if only for the height difference. Too. Right. No, they're both <laughs> intelligent. Yeah. No, that's a, that's that's actually a strong driver pairing. It does. It does seem very very strong, and I think uh, I think it'd be a good just good vibes. If I had to bet today, I'd bet it happens. So, Olivia, five bucks. Does does see if FanDuel is uh, taking bets <laughs> on that one? I'm already getting the itch. By the no, way, I don't fa- FanDuel. We're not going to mention your name even once more without. Um, some kind of endorsement deal here. We, we've heard you on the other pods. Bill Simmons is getting that money. Just re- talk to my people and uh, yeah. yeah, write the check. Make it out this is just This is a free sample, but it's the last <laughs> one, okay? Um, any other points we want to hit? I feel like not much else really deserves mention. Things did not fall Checo's way. He had to pit for... He had a, a smoking brake duck and then he had a flat spot that was causing vibrations our joke is of course that Checo's just out there as Red Bull's little tire tester they throw different tires on at different times give the data to make the best decisions for Max yeah I mean Checo and, and Ricardo are a little bit in these roles I mean all jokes aside it's it it is part of strategy to see what works for the maximize the most out of for your team but uh he surprisingly stayed out after a a part of his car who had visible flames to finish in the points was as kind of a pretty low-key remarkable. I do, I don't have a ton to add to this race, but I do have a little bit of an inkling um, slash prediction about the rest of the season. What do you got? So if Max wins in Singapore, the next race, mathematically, he is world champion. Okay. All right. So that means that, oh, also since Hamilton cannot win, he is a... It's only 164 okay. points He's mathematically knocked out. Okay. He's mathematically knocked out. It's, it, the, the dominoes are starting to fall. But I wonder, and this was just like a thought I was having, that I, so I think that Ferrari in their, in their hearts are a good team. And I don't want to make a, a, a cultural assumption, but I feel like they, as Italians, do not work well under pressure, which is weird for this sport. But there are certain cultures that respond to pressure, you know, like American culture. If you put that there, there is someone's going to rise to the occasion. We love that narrative. We love to sort of fancy ourselves to be, to rise uh, uh, from that challenge. Okay. I wonder, since after next race, they have mathematically lost the championship, will they enjoy it more? Will they return to the art and the, and the judge okay. and the love and the kind of like... Will they thrive when it... Uh... Yeah, when there isn't... When they're not on, playing for the win anymore. Yes, when that's off the table, will we see a revived, kind of more calm, more relaxed Ferrari? P- possibly. You know, there's a few... Singapore is about as different a track as you could possibly get mm-hmm. from Monza. Pure street circuit, um, twisty, tight, narrow. It could play to their car. Mexico City and... To a lesser, I actually don't know the elevation at is Interlagos is elevation. It's probably Something actually not. Something tells I don't me know. it is, but maybe it isn't. I, anyway, Mexico City's at super altitude, sure. so that could throw a wrench in the normal order of performance. I don't know if that will play to them, but it maybe it does. So yeah, there's still lots to watch for, and there's some great tracks coming up. The return to Suzuka after a few years away, classic track. Uh, 
Austin is a quality track. Mexico City is fun. Brazil is, you know, my personal favorite. Abu Dhabi, you know, if whatever. you thought you saw the last of Matthew McConaughey this season. <laughs> you have not. Thank you, Kim. Okay. Olivia, I have not that much to add. Lando in seventh, solid. Gasly in eighth. Yeah. Solid. Joe hangs on for a single point, which Breaks he'll feel good about. streak of Alfa Romeo for not scoring in the last, like, five or six races. Poor weekend for Alpine. Yeah. Uh, Ocon in 11th and Alonso retiring. So that's not good. Brutal for Haas. And, uh... Botas and Yuki just equally nowhere. I don't really understand. Yeah, both had grid penalties, but didn't seem to be able to do anything. Anyway. All right, so, Olivia, after this, we've got a nice long break. The, uh, race that would have been Sochi was somewhere in there. So I think Singapore is... Race day is actually in October, so we get the rest of the month off. Alex Albon needs it. That's right. <laughs> I don't. How long does appendicitis surgery take to recover from? Is there any chance he's not ready? I wouldn't think so. This seems like a, a pretty, pretty common thing. Kind yeah. Of deal. yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a tonsils kind of situation, right? You know. Okay. All right. Anything well, else? Follow us on Instagram. Tell a friend. Give us some money. Okay. Have a good one. Enjoy. Bye-bye.